The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And hey, we're back. We took a week off. We were both sick last week. I'm probably still uh, nasally sinus infection. So we just said, fuck it. These guys aren't trying. Why should we? <laughs> Pretty much got to mirror the team, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's Monday afternoon, evening, 515. The uh, Yankees just won a series. Against the big series win against a playoff team. And that's the momentum you need (laughs) before an announced crowd of 41,000, which if you looked at the pictures that were circulating, there were maybe like 2,500 people there. Maybe you you, you could have sat in legends for like $130 today. I was looking on StubHub before (laughs) the game. That's I would have thought even let. So it only it didn't even get under 100 for a Monday rainy one o'clock. I feel like that's as low as it'll ever get when they're eliminated. Yeah. Like I, you know, I thought I was like, huh, there was a part of me where I was like, are they going to play this? Like, should I drive up? Like, just take the day off and just go and just go fucking eat like a pig and just be sitting. <laughs> Imagine people just tuning in. It's just me sitting there just eating pork chops with my hand. Crab legs. Yeah. It, I mean, we got six games left. We're two games above 500. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one. Three in Toronto, three in Kansas City. They're only winning one game in Toronto, Max, I think. Maybe that Cole game on Wednesday. Yeah, and who knows what, like, Kansas City, you know, they just swept the Astros. So who knows, what you know, even what does, like, the rest of our – is Cole going to pitch again? He's supposed to pitch Wednesday. There is absolutely no reason that man no should be anywhere near a pitching mound until February 18th. Yeah, like – I mean, has he hit his 200 innings? Yeah, He's locked up the Cy Young Award, and that's all I care about. Yeah, like that's that's really all. Yeah, he's at exactly 200 innings. 
There is nothing – as my parents used to say to me before I was going to do something stupid as a kid, there is nothing good, nothing good that can come from him taking the ball on Wednesday. No. No, nothing positive can happen. There is no situation – like if he throws a perfect game, it doesn't matter. Like it does – like nobody cares. It's like I, send him the triple A. They should demote him for the last week of the season so he can't hurt himself. He's leading the American League in ERA. Innings pitched, game started, ERA plus, and whip. Absolute. Oh, and hits per nine. He's got the Cy Young Award locked up. He's finally going to get his first one. Hallelujah. Absolutely no reason. I mean, can you imagine if the unthinkable happens and he suffers a serious arm injury and it impacts 2024? I mean, we, we've kept saying like, oh, this is the worst thing, like Dominguez, Judge, but th- that would just be the ultimate cherry on top <laughs> yeah and i know for you know most people these things like don't matter but like it's crazy with the year he's had he's only got 14 wins like it's just such a such a bad team that if he um you know if, if the team was just better there would be talk of this and i know it's not a sub two era season and you, you i don't know you wonder if like if the team was playing better if he would have pitched even better because like you know you you rise to the occasion or whatever um but the Cy Young, it's nice for him to get it off his back. We won't, you know, you don't have to think about, oh, you know, well, it's a thing he's missing. But um, what a fucking waste of a year. Oh, absolute waste. And I'll do some quick math for you. So he has 14 wins. He has 32 starts. There were 10 starts where he had at least six innings pitched and two or fewer runs where he did not get the win. So theoretically, he could be 24 and four right now. Easily. Instead of 14 and four. Easily. Easily. Insane. Uh, um, it's been, you know, some of the young guys have gotten more burn and they've been, you know, getting getting some pop here. There Wells with a big home run today. He's got, you know, his two. I think he's still got a, a good ways to come, but I think a good offseason um, and maybe like a good offseason away from any major league Yankees staff <laughs> uh, could be good because like that swing, you know, that that's a swing where now. Austin Wells isn't hitting 50 home runs, right? But if he can play a serviceable catcher and find his way to, you know, 25 short porch home runs, I mean, that's that's amazing. And we're at the point where you you get points for being left handed at this point. Like if he was right handed, I probably wouldn't give a shit about him. But it's like it's like when a guy tries to go to a frat party and he's got like more girls with him. It's like he might be a loser, but it's like, well, at least he's got girls with him. At least Austin Wells is is left handed. It gives him something, even though his negative point four war and his 160 (laughs) batting average aren't super inspiring. No, no. I mean, it's again, these guys who we're seeing now like we weren't supposed to see them this year they're not like there was supposed to be no room for wells because we were just going to get you know into the playoffs pretty easily i mean pretty fucking easily like i'm astonished that i mean i thought it was easily the division i mean look boone and judge were telling us all year it's all good What, what are we so worried about it's all in front of us the turnaround's coming uh, turns out we were right. They were wrong. The turnaround was never coming and it wasn't all good. So yesterday, obviously, we're eliminated from playoff contention. Right. And. Interestingly, the captain was available to talk oh. to the media. 
Okay. Must have been. I did hear it was like a super moon out, so that's probably why. <laughs> um, and one of the quotes was like, we've got a lot of like changes to make. I'm going to be involved in the internal discussions. I've got ideas. I mean, where is he qualified to have ideas? Well, not only is he not doesn't work in baseball or anything, but he's never doesn't know what a World Series team looks like because he's never been in a World Series. If if Rizzo said that or like other guys on other teams, Mookie Betts or Altuve or like guys that have won and won consistently won multiple times. Okay, yeah, I, I really don't see it. And also, I would have liked to hear that in August when they were scuffling like this is the this is so too little too late like that. That game where they blew a five run lead against the Marlins or that game that they blew against the Astros that I was at, like what that was the time to say this is unacceptable. But at that time, Judge was saying it's all good. It's all right in front of us. That That's what annoyed me. It's like, you know, maybe you should have said this in mid-August. So I know with the, you know, with the injuries, he's got there's six games left. He's got 35 home runs. So I said at the beginning of this year, how long is it going to be until the first year that he doesn't hit one home run per million dollars that we pay him? And it was the first year. And that's what yeah. he's paid for. He's paid to hit home runs. I, I can't not. I can't. I can't knock him for that because it's what? 35 homers in 105, 105 100, games. And he's not the reason they're not. He's not the reason that we're going home. If we're being fair. He's not the reason we're going home. That still doesn't make it a good contract. I agree. I agree. We both hated the contract. Yes. Yeah. That's obvious. And like part of the problem, part of the reason they're a little strapped is he did squeeze every single possible dime that he could. And I get it. Look, got to He wants to have kids eventually, future family to feed. I'm never going to knock somebody for trying to get as much money as they can. But it does take away from some of their flexibility. And a thing that I know is is not popular with, you know, a lot of people when we say it. But as you look at going into the offseason. What can we do? What changes can we make? Our batting leader, who also has 25 home runs, is Glaber Torres, hitting 272. Gotta trade him, right? Like, that's the only value that we have. And because the contract is just not there. The contract is, we don't have the money to give him a big contract. We could save money on not paying him whatever, you know, the $15 million he'd make this year or what, you know, or whatever he would get in arbitration or settling like you trade him and get anything back because he's not the guy. It's a perfect sell high. You can finally, like we almost got lucky that he had this like fluky, good, good year. And uh, got, by the way, this feels like the emptiest 25 Homer season I've ever seen. Like I can't even picture any of the home run. Like, you know what I mean? Like there weren't any, none yeah, of them were memorable. It's not like, Oh yeah, I don't remember that comeback when he did it. Like I remember him, throwing the ball into the dugout to end the game. You know, like I remember a lot of those. It's a perfect sell high. You have Volpe, you have Peraza. It's, it's the perfect sell high, get something for him, whether that's an arm, whether that is a left-handed bat. Uh, it's, it's a perfect sell high. And Peraza's looked, I mean, I haven't been watching every game consistently, but what I see of Peraza at third, he looks like he can play third or whatever you want to do with him and Volpe. Uh, yeah, I would definitely deal him. And then, I mean, I, I guess I assume we're going to maybe talk next week and this won't be the last one of the season. But, you know, I think that another conversation, because I was just at uh, Charlie Wisco's wedding. Shout out to Charlie Wisco. People want to talk Yankees, you know, if I'm at something like that. 
here's my situation. And I had to pick my kids up from my in-laws. So I got to like, so how those Yankees doing? And a, a funny thing. Oh, because you're from the Philly area. My father-in-law has a picture with Dick Vermeil, like they met in an event. And Dick Vermeil's wearing a name tag. And it says Richard Vermeil. I know that's his legal name, but like no one's ever called him that. It's very weird. Um, you know, w- when you talk about what is going to happen, and I think you have you've I think I've discussed this with you as well. As you look at Jason Dominguez, who finally had surgery to not I have thought more and more about this to not do whatever you can to get him back in the lineup as quickly as possible. You're making a decision between when it comes to Stanton. Do you want to waste twenty two million dollars? Or do you want to waste twenty two million dollars and five hundred at bats? That's really what it comes down to at this point. I think there's been a lot more like chatter about trying to find ways to move him. It seems like only the Dodgers or something that like he would ap- approve, or at least like that's what we thought. But I feel like, you know, the fans are really turning on him. Um, he got like, you know, he didn't he wasn't disrespectful. He wasn't, you know, snippy, but he was like more stern with the media than I've ever seen where, you know, he said, like, if people think that I'm not out here, like trying and working like, you know, they've got it wrong. And then he was out early for batting practice the next day. I think there's got to be some writing on the wall for him that like, dude, you're about to come into 2024 and get the Hicks Gallo treatment of getting booed every single time you're up. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're a DH that hits 189 with an OBP under 300 and and look, I know he works hard behind the scenes in the cage and stuff, but doesn't look hard when he's running the bases when he's basically has a walker out there. And and yet yeah, it's the at bats. I think you have to find a way. And it's really the eye test. Like he is he is late on every fastball. He could never hit breaking balls. What he used to be able to do well was crush a mistake fastball. And now he's behind. He's behind on 95. He's behind on 94. The bat speed has just completely deteriorated. The body is broken down. I, I think you have to find a way to to get out from under this guy. I did, like, does anybody, I would think that Yankee fans would be almost unanimous in not wanting him back. Like, does anybody want him back? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody, I, d- all right, so there are definitely going to be people out there who are like, you know, he hit the 59 home runs in 2017. <laughs> Seven years ago. <laughs> you know, but he has a, he has a negative war. And like, and when I say 22 million, like that's what he's getting from us. He's got another 10 million from the Marlins guys making $30 million a year and playing less than a replacement player. And you knew that the back end of the, when the day they made this trade, you knew that the back end of the contract would be ugly, but you thought that in either 18 or 19 or 20, maybe 20, all, that they all would three, win. all three. Yeah. That's what we were realistically. Like we were looking at like, all right, well, we were just right there. Clint's going to come around a little bit more. We're going to, we've got Stanton. We're ready to go. We're going to win in 18, reload in 19. And then, you know, Cole will come up as a free agent and we're going to get him too. Cause he's been, de- who wouldn't want to join the back to back world series champions. And we wouldn't have cared. Like, look, the, the end of the Burnett contract, awful. The end of the Teixeira contract, awful. Guess what? Nobody gives a shit. Cause they won. So it doesn't matter. We would have accepted that. The problem is we didn't get the juice in the front end that some of the things that will stick out with me and Stan, like that 2018 ALDS when he was terrible against the Red Sox. And if he had just hit an extra single or an extra double, it seems like that series could have turned. 
He was great in 2020. And then that was just kind but of it. Again, played less than half the games. He hit 250 and played 23 games. I meant, I meant that DS against the Rays when he was. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I get yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had some big, like, playoff series where it was like, all right, well, maybe this is going to turn it around. But, you know, it, when you look at this, he's been here for, what, seven years, six full years, one-time All-Star. And that was to Last go play year, right? in L.A. Yeah. And then was injured after that. Yeah. And with him, you know what I'm really sick of is I'm sick of hearing about how accountable he is. I'd rather him just be good. Like I, it doesn't at some point you need to actually produce. I'd rather have a, a dickhead that's hitting 300 with 30 home runs than a guy, the guy hitting 190 who's super accountable. It's like the thing with Tanaka and he he didn't have his best stuff, but he battled. I'd rather have the guy that has the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Um. So it's going to be really interesting to see like what happens with him, because I just think on both sides, like he know, like if he doesn't come out and mash and stay healthy and all of a sudden can run, which is not going to happen. No. It is going to rain booze on him starting opening day. And honestly, when you say that, you, you also have to be like, if he's healthy on opening day, that's assuming, right. That's assuming he makes it through the six week gauntlet in Tampa. Definitely want him gone. And you think you think about it, they they'll have to eat at least. 75% of any contract. They're going to get pennies on the dollar back. And other than the Dodgers, I don't see anybody that, that would really be a fit. He remember he's a full, no trade. He's a full, no trade, which means something, but like at a certain point, you just don't want to get, you know, booed every time you touch the field. So like, is there a team that would pay him $5 million? Like a $5 million scratch off on Stanton. I think so. It would have to be West Coast. This thing is, he's, he seems picky. Like, he's not going to play in Tampa. He's not going to play in Arlington and Texas. It, it would have to be, other than Southern California, I don't know where else he would really want to go. He, he does not seem like a guy that wants to be in a small town. But, like, would you rather be in a small town, fucking Milwaukee, something like that, or would you rather get booed? Every single time, every day in Yankee Stadium, knowing like you can't turn it around. No, I'm with you. I'd rather I'd rather go play for the Brewers. And maybe he does need a little bit of a lower key environment. I mean, he thrived in Miami with no pressure in a small market with no fans at the game. He's better as a Marlin than he's been as a Yankee. Maybe maybe it's a better fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be. Um, you know, I, I think it could be in you know, an opportunity for him to go and like reinvent himself and obviously be a lesser player than he, you know, he was advertised for us, but for the team that's paying him $5 million, $7 million, it's still like, that's pretty good to have that scratch off ticket. And, and how did show that he's willing to do it with Hicks and willing to do it with Donaldson. I know it's completely different. Well, Hicks had three years left and he cut bait. Stanton will have four years left after this, I believe, right? Yeah, something like that. So oh, may, may, maybe maybe we do have, have a chance. But it's just like, man, you think about to that day in the winter of 2017 when they traded for him and how excited we all. I remember thinking like, man, we're, we're taking over the world. We're going to win three in a row. Like, And you think about that excitement to where we are today. It's just a very steep, dark fall. <laughs> Four more guaranteed years. Fifth year team option for $25 million with a $10 million buyout. 
And his agent did a hell of a job <laughs> negotiating this. I mean, he was so young because uh, you, you also got to keep in mind he is he's played 14 seasons. Yeah, he came up pretty young. Yeah, he came up at 20 years old. Right. Didn't go to college. Yeah. Oh. As as Mike. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I want everybody to remember one thing when the the Yankees are doing their post-mortem presser and Cashman's talking about injuries. When Aaron Judge went down on June 3rd and he crashed into that Dodger Stadium wall, effectively ending the Yankee season, the Yankees were not in first place. They were not in second place. They were in third place. So this idea that they were dominating and everything was great and then Judge got hurt, that's what they're going to try and tell you. That's the narrative that's going to come from the front office. But things were not even really that good at that point. So just I just want everybody to keep that in mind. No, I think that's important because, you know, we had one, I think we had like won a couple series in a row. Like, so it, it seemed like, oh, maybe we could be building on something, but still, yes, a third place team, like a very third place team. And they were playing like they were playing fairly well. Like May was their best month. They had a pretty good May and it, it did seem like they were starting to kind of jump off for for the summer a little bit. Um, but no, it's not like they were dominating. They were 10 games over 500. And remember when judge came back and this seems crazy to think about um, in that Oriole series at the end of July, they were still six games over 500. Like they were still in a, in position to potentially still make the playoffs. So this wasn't just judge getting hurt. People really need to need to keep that in mind. Yeah, I think it was, you know, if you just look at may, we had swept Oakland split with the rays, 
uh, took three or four in Toronto, swept yeah. Cincinnati, lost a series, uh, lost two out of three to the uh, Orioles, but then beat the Padres, uh, won a series against the Mariners, went and won that series in L.A., and then just started dropping series rapidly. Immediately. And let's play another game. So if I don't think I really don't think judge going down is the reason, because look at this. If I would have told you the judge in this season would have a four point two war hit two sixty eight with thirty five home runs and a four oh four OBP and a OPS over one thousand. I'd say we're making the playoffs like I'd say that's good. Like judge plays well enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't have to hit 60 bombs to make the playoffs. No, I mean, there's been, you know, a lack of, I mean, just, I mean, we'll talk more about like next week. We'll probably do like a whole roller coaster of, you know, I mean, Domingo Herman threw a perfect game this year and then also got locked in the steam room drunk. (laughs) And that was within like insane. And in between those, that wasn't too far from each other. And in between, he got suspended 10 games for sticky stuff. And that and his steam room thing was, I think, the same week of the Rizzo that we found out about the Rizzo concussion. Yeah. That was a that was such a shit show. I think it was first week of August. We've got another guy whose name escapes me right now, who's out on domestic violence suspension. Cordero, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like just yeah. what a I mean, and we had Franchi Cordero for a while. Like we it has been such a disaster of a season of just like if you're not paying like really close attention you turn on a game and you're just like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck yeah. is Jake Bowers? Like, it was a yeah. big, like, who is that guy season. And now, to top it all off, after two scoreless innings yesterday, we could see Frankie Montes as soon as Thursday. <laughs> I thought that was like a parrot. When I saw that, I thought I was going to be like a ball sack sports or like Joe Rendazzo has the New York porch. Like no, that. And, and they're that's CBS. Serious. This is CBS. Which, like, you know what? I do it. Why wouldn't you don't risk another don't risk a real arm fucking yeah. guy out there. And yeah, who knows? Maybe he does something that gets him a big, huge contract somewhere else. Who gives a fuck? But like you need people to eat innings right now. Let him go out there and eat a couple innings. And I really don't like the talk of like, well, maybe they bring him back on a prove it deal like a one year, <laughs> like twelve million dollars. is What? Twelve million dollars. Like, this guy has done nothing for us. And he doesn't even. It's been a while, so I don't even know that he knows the directions to the stadium anymore. Like he only did it like three times. Yeah. No, no interest. Him, him, and Severino. It's like if they figure it out somewhere else, I'm willing to take that chance. I can't pay either of them any more money to not pitch for my team. And and with that, obviously the big issues are the bats, but the Yankees are going to have some arms to to replace. Like they have a lot of work to do on both sides. You figure, obviously Cole and Rodon are locks for the rotation. Sure, Clark has a spot, but obviously they're not bringing Montas back. Obviously, God willing, Severino won't be back. So you know, they should be in the market. Has got to yeah. be gone. So it's no like way. we've got Nestor, who like has has the carriage turned back into a pumpkin. Like we don't know. I hope not. But you know, there's a reason that he was the guy that he was before. You know, recent success, and now we'll see what you know. All that talk of. You know, when he was great in 21 and it was just like, yeah, no, he's just always being like, if you need me to pitch tomorrow, Booney, like I could do it. I've got a rubber arm. Like what happened to that rubber arm now? It's and dead. I almost wonder, yeah, it's really not the stuff. It's more of just the the durability because he well, he did miss time 
last year as well. And you wonder, like, is he just better as a long man or, or a bullpen piece? Can he not handle the rigor of whatever it is, 180 innings? Like, maybe that's a conversation. Or is there something that could be done in the offseason away from the team so that it's done well, you know, to to get him right? But, yeah, I mean, we've got Cole. You, I mean, we've got Rodon. Like, he's got a spot in the rotation, but you got to hope that, like, he shows up for that spot. You know, 41,000 people had tickets today. Ten of them showed up. So, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Clark has a spot. I mean, there's been so much buzz around King that, yeah. like, he's he's going to be, you know, competitive. But I don't care how well Michael King has pitched in the last month and a half. He's a number five starter anywhere in the league. And to think of, like, oh, well, he did that, you know. As we've seen, like eventually you get exposed and he will. And I'm also scarred for, I mean, like 2021, it seemed like every time he started a game, he lost. I think that was the year he made a bunch of starts. So I'm still a little scarred from that. Also, it's, it's, it's hard to get excited when these guys are doing it in garbage time. Like, you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want like, I need the, the, like, go out there and show me that you can get me seven innings of two run ball, not against just you know, fucking Kansas city when they're out of it. And obviously like, yeah, he's welcome to come in and compete for a spot, but I'm not slotting him in anywhere other than, than a number five or a swing starter. It's, it's honestly the same thing with like Oswaldo Cabrera Oswaldo Cabrera. They handed him the left field job. He was awful for whatever, four months. And then I just saw something. Oh, in his last seven games, he's hitting three ten. He's found it. And I'm like, Great. Like, that doesn't make up for five months of, of futility. Have a couple of good games in garbage time. It's a lot easier to produce in garbage time. There's no pressure. Yeah. There's 20 fans at the game and there's nothing on the line. So just like as we think about what we'll talk about for like next week, it's, you know, because I'm sure you and I are both going to start thinking about like what's the offseason look like, you know, like we started in pretty much July thinking about the offseason <laughs> starting pitchers available. Otani, not going to pitch next year, not coming to the Yankees. If he's coming to New York, he's going to go to the Mets. Correct. They're going to offer him more money. Yep. Um, Marcus Stroman. Hell no. He hates us. Probably we hate him. Not a cultural fit. Nope. Also has a $21 million player option that there's a good chance he takes. Hmm. Okay. Um, Kershaw, I don't think he's going anywhere, but he's an unrestricted free agent. Charlie Morton. The Braves are talking about exercising his $20 million option. He's ageless, that guy. He, he's the guy that threw us like 25 straight curveballs, right? For the No, I think it was, was that McCullers. McCullers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Charlie Morton's just like, he's 40 years old. Uh, oh, he's about to be 40, but it just feels like he's been fucking with us because he was there. He was with Tampa. Like, we've run into him a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kills us. We've got uh, Ryu. Oh, no. Which again, you know, Martin Perez, Lance Lynn. <laughs> it's Yamamoto or bust, man. It's it's Yamamoto or bust. That really is what it is because, like, as you look at like some of these guys too, it's just, like so many of them are just so old, which is not what we need right now. Well, Andrew Haney might be a free agent to <laughs> find his thirteen million dollar option. The thing that scares me about Yamamoto is that uh, Billy Epler, the Mets GM, he just signed Kodai Senga, uh, the stud Japanese guy for the Mets who had a really good year. He's the guy that signed Otani when he was at the Angels. He has a great rapport with 
you know, Japan and going over there and signing guys. And I don't, and obviously Steve Cohen has more money. Like I could see Cashman making a full court press on Yamamoto and then Steve Cohen being like, well, here's 10 million more than whatever Hal was offering you essentially. Like they can beat us out if they want to. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's very realistic. I mean, I think maybe there's a shot like Julio Urias, Urias, like he's a free agent. He's only 27. He had kind of an off year. Uh, but like there isn't really a ton to go after. It is like looking at Japan. If I ask you to guess, how old how old do you think Mike Clevenger is? Uh twenty eight. About to be thirty three. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He, I, saw, I also don't want him. He like threw dip spit on his daughter. He's like a real scumbag. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a guy I wanted for a while before he's had like all these things. Yeah. Like, He's got Arias, the guy you mentioned, I think has had multiple domestic. Oh, he has too. Fucking all these guys. Just I know. Stop, stop hitting women. So you can I know. Put, although they'd be a perfect fit with the Yankees because of the. I was going to be culture we built. Well, that. Jordan Montgomery is going to be a free agent. <laughs> James Paxson, a free agent. Oh my god. Um, Paxson's got to be thirty-five, right? Paxton is where I just lost him. Yeah, he's about to be 35. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Damn, there man. there are just yeah, there's not a lot out there. I like we need a um we need a closer. You know, yes. we need like a big name closer which I don't, I don't have high hopes for next season. I am going I am excited to falsely get excited about the return of baseball season. I am excited to get excited about going to hopefully like more games than I did this year. Uh, I think what I've learned this year is I need to trick myself to go earlier. That's the key. Yeah. I got yes. the games in. I yep. was like, oh, I'm going to wait. Cause like these guys are going to make it. My kids will be a year older. So it's like easier to dip out and, and go do stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't really have anything else for this week. Like it's depressing to see, you know, to see this team just wrap it up and say, we're not making the playoffs. Really depressing. Uh, we'll save our full off season, you know, what we want or what we want to see for next week. But the, what I'll say here is that I don't want to spend and you hear this in the NFL a lot. I don't want to give a money to B players. And I think I said this the last time we recorded, but that's exactly what they did after. I think it was 2013. They had these B level free agents like Brian McCann and Jacoby Ellsbury, and they gave them a level money because they were coming off a missed playoff season and they wanted to generate some excitement. And that is not I, I just I don't want to see that this year. Um, it seems like the only time that Howe gets aggressive is coming off a missed playoff season. The problem is, is we just had the stud free agent classes that we pretty much sat out of. This class sucks. This is not it's not the time to spend, really. Um, you know, there there are a couple impact guys that will be available, but mo most of the litter is pretty underwhelming. Yeah, we'll talk about the front office. We'll talk about uh management and I, you know, who knows i mean by the time we talk either late on monday or tuesday if oh and i gotta give the biggest update that i know everyone tunes in for uh did i tell you my soccer team's undefeated <laughs> yes the swedesboro woolwich soccer association <laughs> u5 blue sharks put it on another team i'm talking seven to one Jeez. And we had to like we like pulled kids out of the way to let them get the one Blue Sharks is a good. That's a cool nickname. Did you come up with the name or was it a sign? I just picked. Uh, I picked blue shirts, and then we were like, "What's your favorite?" And we let the kids pick. And ah, that's nice. Look at you. Them, one of the parents brought all the kids uh, keychains, 
with a blue with a shark on a blue shark on it. So like they got them on their soccer bags. Nice man. Nice. Yeah, seven to one. We got two kids who are just like, if you've ever seen kicking and screaming, uh, yeah, it's just this kid. Sure, we did one practice. Kid was there. Kid showed up the next time. He is um, like he's. A, I don't mean this anyway. He's, he's mixed race. So he's got the same haircut as uh, Patrick Mahomes. He kind of looks like Patrick, a little yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's three years old. He's like the youngest kid on the team, and his name. And he just he's so good. It's like when wow. the Ital- when the Italian kids come out of the fucking van. They're just like, yo, go that way. And he's just boom, boom, boom. I think he scored. He probably scored six of the seven goals. Jesus. Yeah, this kid, yeah, kids. Got to lock him up to an extension, right? I'm gonna give him. Fucking nine years, three hundred sixty million. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's what we got. I mean, we'll be back. Uh, I guess next week. Then, yeah. I mean, this team sucks. This team sucks. Follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. You get your last uh, week of his tweets before he does his hiatus, his, <laughs> his annual off season. I'm turning off the app for a bit. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx, and. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's having a parade. Maybe we'll make some predictions next week. I don't know any of these fucking teams. Whatever. We'll see you at some parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.